podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Wiz and Ashes daily podcast after day three at Headingley. We waited so long for play to start and then when the rain did relent, we only got one over and we feared that might be that. But after that, the players came back on and England-Australia packed pretty much a whole day's worth of action into one session. England took six wickets, Travis Head played a blinder and at stumps, England need 224 runs uh, with 10 wickets in hand to peg it back going into Old Trafford. I'm with Jim Wallace to pick through it all. Jim, that last session was quite something, wasn't it? Yeah. Worth the wait, I'd say. Um, I felt for the fans today who were sort of huddled under the, the gantries or in the stands and the ponchos and it looked like it was going to be one of those really frustrating days and we did get on for one over and then the rain came and then, it, and then they went off but then they were soon back out and yeah, it was pretty pulsating stuff. Um, England snaring six wickets and Travis Head playing, channeling, channeling his inner Ben Stokes, you might say, by smashing sixes, you know, cannily working with the tail to get on strike. And it was one of those sort of cat and mouse periods of play that was really riveting. And then England managed to get him out. There was a genuine sense of relief, I thought, when he was out because mm. he was, you know, that he could well have taken the game away from England. Um, and, you know, he might well have done that by getting all those runs. But then Crawley and Duckett came out at the end and uh, s- sort of, just got off to a flyer, really, and 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 that sort of gave a, gave the English fans in the crowd, I should say, a lift. And uh, yeah, so there's sort of a lot of hope heading into tomorrow. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Those those tricky little sessions they talk about them, the mm. opening batters, because you do have a chance to score runs, and mm. England are always going to take that chance if it's offered to them, and they mm-hmm. have knocked off like a tenth of the total. Yeah, uh, and for you know, okay, there was a, a review which was not out, and there was a, a couple of hairy moments, but mm. equally like. That, that will have an impact, I guess, come, yeah. come the end of it. And that's the old thinking, right? So I was on the OBO being like, oh, this is going to be a tricky little session here. You know, it's bowling conditions and all that. And then actually you forget that this England side just come out and they see it as an opportunity to, to counter punch. And that's exactly what they did. So yeah, 27 for none is like a real confidence booster for tomorrow. Yeah, a, a, a little disappointed they didn't send out some sort of Nighthawk. Uh, I think he was padded up, right? Who oh, was he? I think, okay. so, well, someone was saying that, yeah. Broad yeah. was, is it? Yeah, yeah, Okay, because yeah. there were loads of theories going around. I was hearing people saying like, oh, they should open with Wokes. They should, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then, and then everything makes sense mm. if you do that one completely mad thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, let's, let's, let's actually well we've started but let's let's go back to to chris wokes mm. uh who i mean he was he was really good in the first innings but today he was absolutely brilliant i thought actually mm-hmm. like um england actually when you like you kind of thought that cloud was going to be there for the whole session and that um uh you know there might be a bit of rain here and there but actually they didn't have that big a window when the clouds were really over the ball was doing a lot yeah and they absolutely had to make the most of it and he he was on it right from the start wasn't he yeah uh, and, and the ball was moving, but they England started, um, and, and I had the old earpiece on, and, and TMS, Agnew, and Tufnell were on, and they were questioning the tactics, because I think most people, I think they had five people on the boundary um, when they first started, and everyone was saying, these are seeming conditions, surely pitch the ball up, that, but they did that to head for a little while, and then they brought the fielders up and, and went fuller, and yeah, Wokes, I mean, he's just class, isn't he? He was just, he was hooping it around, he was on the money, he was sort of... Um, as as in your face as Chris Wokes gets gets, I guess he was. You know, he, he, he you could see that England felt that this was their moment to really get back into this game, into this series, and they sort of had to. And uh, yeah, Wokes was um, on on top form. Yeah, it's funny because I, I actually wondered after the Caribbean tour uh, if he'd played his last 
test match. I mean, because mm. he was, you know, England obviously left out Anderson and Broad. Mm. Um, Wokes was therefore that, you know, the attack leader had a chance to kind of correct his overseas record, which he pretty much like failed to do on that tour. And mm. you kind of felt that, well, this guy's an own entity. Mm. You, you know what you're going to get from him. But I guess the good thing about that is he's, he's an own entity. Mm. You know what you're going to get from him. And in England, yeah. that has always been someone who's who's very, very good. I also thought one of the reasons that might have kept him away is he's been, you know, so key in white ball cricket. And that kind of has kept him out of the test reckoning for a bit. But just for, you know, for a cr- crucial game at home like this, it's like prime Wokes yeah. territory. And I don't know, is it even worth talking about what this means for his career? I mean, Anderson, you know, there are there are always questions about him. You don't want to question him too much. But mm. equally, it's not out of the realms of possibility mm-hmm. that we don't see Anderson play again at home mm-hmm. after this summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we see Wokes playing a more key role in England's side or do you think this is going to be a glorious last hurrah? I mean, think? if I was a selector, and I'm not, but uh, I definitely wouldn't. I would have played him at Lords. I know that sounds like hindsight, but mm. I just think he offers with the bat as well. And, and Josh Tung, you know, he's a promising young bowler and, and gives you that point of difference. But Wokes bolsters the batting. So a chase like England have tomorrow, you feel a lot more comfortable with Wokes coming in down the order than, than a couple of the other guys that, that bowl. Um, and... I felt for him when he was left out of the island test and, you know, they put him up for the press, didn't they? Mm. And he sort of, you know, he had this sort of boundless energy and, and a bit of a twinkle in his eye and, and, and I think thought he was going to play and then it seemed to be miscommunication or whatever because a couple of hours later England put the side up and he wasn't in it. And then I saw him doing 12-man duties as well. So it's like, you know, even though he's a bit of an old timer now, he doesn't get to avoid that. So if you're around the squad, you're still carrying drinks, you're still doing subfielding duties and all that stuff. So it was really nice to see him back um, and in the wickets. And, and, you know, he's not lost any pace or anything like that. He's not lost any accuracy. So, I mean, yeah, he's definitely in contention to to, to get back in, in, in the side regularly, I think. Yeah, and I think even if not, it's just, it's great that, like, if, if this were to be the way, you know, England end up going a different way for India, whatever it might be, it's just nice that he's had this moment rather than that kind of tame peaching out of a series that England didn't really mm. want to be playing that was, you know, such bad mm. vibes in, in the Caribbean. I mean, he, he deserves something better than that and it's good that he's got it, I Yeah, guess. but sport often doesn't give you that, right? Exactly, so that, and, yeah. and that's might be the case with, with, with Anderson. Like, you know, if it, it, it couldn't, it could be the case that we might have seen his last test match because you know they they don't owe him a swan song and mm. and sport doesn't doesn't often work like that you're lucky if you get a sort of Alistair Cook farewell or whatever so um it'll be interesting but yeah it wokes has got back in i guess um his, and his performance sort of makes him hard to to drop for the next game but mm. you know obviously they don't mention that they don't say drop anymore do they everyone's rested and rotated but yeah he's certainly uh, certainly done well here yeah you mentioned the tactics stuff earlier do you think England got it right I mean Australia were 139 for six mm. uh, the two wickets that came were from Wokes and they were proper batters and they came from traditional scene bowling right like yeah uh, him challenging the edge they weren't sure whether to play or leave like yeah literally that was the issue mm-hmm. uh, and then they end up with 224, which from there looks like a pretty decent score. Mm-hmm. And Travis Head obviously plays a blinder and will get to him. Mm-hmm. But England also basically stop bowling normally at that point, right? They stopped trying to get Travis Head normally, out yeah. pretty much altogether. Yeah. And they went short of the rest of them, which and, and also that has worked at times. Mm. So I'm not I'm not actually saying right now it's definitely wrong. I just want to hear what you think about it, basically. Oh, that's nice of you to say. <laughs> um well, I think the the wicket, the marsh wicket and the carry wicket, actually they're undone by a bit of um indecision but also uh, Glenn McGrath was saying on the radio as well a bit of steepling bounce yeah true yeah. and and didn't quite get withdraw the bat or whatever and they, and they both chopped on and, and and Mitch Marsh 
Did he glove behind? I can't yeah, remember. It, it was, glove behind. It, they both left basically, but it, yeah. but it came up and hit them on the glove, which is that. That's the bounce, isn't it? Yeah. So I guess um, you know England got to give them credit for extracting that from the pitch, and they weren't sort of really full balls that, that, that they nicked him off with. It's always a bit puzzling when you see. Uh, you know, a sort of really spread field with everyone on the boundary and, and the likes of someone like Wokes, who's such a natural swing bowler, pitching it up, banging it into the middle of the surface. And it looks even stranger when someone like Travis Head is then hooking it for six. Um, I guess, you know, you you allow the batter the chance if he's in and he was in. They let him get in, I guess. You know, they didn't, they didn't get him early. And if you don't get him early, then uh, if you bowl short, then it allows the batter the chance to... to get under it and get it away and he and he was doing that and uh, yeah he was he was looking pretty dicey for England for a while there mm, I guess the other thing as well is that like you're never going to know what the other way would have done but like it's it maybe it is quite optimistic to suggest if England had bowled normally ahead they just would have got him out I mean he was already mm. pretty set at that point mm-hmm. he averages you know nearly 50 in test cricket at mm-hmm. this point and he does that mm-hmm. for a reason and that's mm. a lot because when he gets in he he cashes in, and also when they did pitch it up, he smacked him through the covers. Yeah, you know, he yeah. looked pretty brutal on 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 stuff that was full, even from wood. He was pinging it down at ninety miles an hour. So, yeah, they were they were glad to get him. It was a top edge from Broad in the end, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Um, uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I I said earlier in the day that I wouldn't fancy chasing more than two sixty in this in this match because um, I think there's definitely something in the pitch, and Australia have got such good bowlers. England also, I think, have lost a little bit of that sheen of confidence that they've had in chasing in in the course of this series. Um, and, you know, they keep relying on Ben Stokes to do sort of miracle work. It'd be nice if, you know, someone else like Harry Brook or whatever st- stood up tomorrow and just got a, like a really nice, calm 80 and, and saw England home by around tea time. But again, something nagging away thinks it's probably there's another sort of lurch one way and then the other tomorrow if the weather holds yeah we I, actually i think it's worth dwelling slightly more just on travis head because mm. sorry well, i took i took away from travis there. no 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 no. That, that, that the question was about the tactics that's fine mm, okay uh but i'll just on on head i mean i know he hasn't got us he obviously made that brilliant hundred in the world's championship final mm-hmm. he doesn't have a statement knock this series but he's got two kind of was it, he got 77 today, didn't he? Exactly, yeah. yeah. So he's got two kind of con- or 77s in quite different circumstances. One was like, looked like taking the game away from England at Lords on day one. One, keeping Australia in the game today. Also got a 50 in the first innings at, um, at Edgebaston. And there yeah. were questions over him because he just hadn't done it in England before this tour. And he's kind of gone a reasonable way to answer it. Or answer this. And then actually at that point, you're like, actually, what more questions does he have to answer? Like he, mm. he can play the pace bowling. He played spin pretty well in India after being left out for that first test. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's 29, he's right in his prime. Yeah. He could have a pretty special few years ahead of him, couldn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's definitely, um, he's got that ability to go to the gears as well. I mentioned Stokes earlier. He's mm. got that. And obviously he's canny enough to be able to bat his way with the lower order and manipulate the strike. And, you know, he has all the shots as well. I thought, because um, he shaved his tash off heading into this game, I thought maybe that's a sign of like, you know, something's happening in his head. Uh you know, like a, a loss of confidence or whatever, you change it up, you know, you get a different hair, hairdo, you get a bit, well, I shouldn't mention hairdos today. Well, but, but like, you just twig something, he, he shaved his tash. Do we know that he did it himself or did he get it? Oh, maybe. Did he get, did he get a, a, a wet shave from a barber? Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe he did, yeah. And and then ran out without pay. Yeah, 30 quid for, for a moustache coming off is a, that's, that's pretty steep. <laughs> I wouldn't know, you know, I, I sort of just do my own, my, <laughs> own few, my own few that are sprouting. Uh, but yeah, anyway, Travis Head, good. Uh, and uh, I guess also the other thing about him as well is that like I don't know if he's officially the vice captain right now I'm not sure if they've actually named one but 
being that and be, just being the most established batter in the Australia team is quite a good thing to be at the moment because Cummins won't be able to play every test match. So mm -hmm. he's going to be able to, you know, lead his country in some games, possibly mm -hmm. if he keeps it up. Yeah. Uh, uh, and yeah, lots, lots to come from him, I guess. Yep. Uh, I guess finally then, just predictions for the chase tomorrow is so beautifully set up, isn't it? Yeah, it's on a knife edge. Uh, I try not to be too sort of uh, one way or the other, but this test, I really wanted England to win. It's like that old fandom coming back oh, in. It's, and no, it's, it's just for the game. For and the good of the game. It's the good of the game, you know, because you really want it to go to Old Trafford 2-1 and then potentially the Oval 2-all. Uh, I think there's going to be a few twists. I think England are going to do this one. I think they, they, they looked confident tonight. I think... Um, it'll come back to them, those memories. The weather's not supposed to be so bad. I think if they get a good couple of hours of sunshine or whatever, then they'll break the back of the, the chase and, you know, they won't hopefully have to rely on Ben Stokes to sort of do something otherworldly to get them over the line. But um, I'd say, I would, no, I don't want to put a number on it, but I think England will do it. I, I reckon England by three wickets, I think. Uh, just sh shades of 2005. Yeah, yeah. Bridge. Okay, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go England by five wickets fine okay mm. yeah but but maybe with a big last partnership so it's it's a bit mm. hairy like five five down with 100 to win and then mm. closing home yeah that that would mm. be nice yeah and, and if people do want just a few good uh headingly stats in chases katia whitney picked out a couple of good ones for the website so it's got the uh the best fourth innings average batting average of any ground in england mm. since 2010 uh leicester chased nearly 400 earlier this year against yorkshire yeah. yorkshire also made more than 400 in the fourth innings to to get to a draw and the last three test chases England obviously cruised to nearly 300 against New Zealand last year before that was uh 359 was it chased down by Ben Stokes mm -hmm. and then before that was uh the uh the Shy Hope game where they chased yeah yeah, 300, yeah when and, and, and a bit um yeah. heading as well so it is it is a good ground for batting mm. last on it doesn't break up too much obviously this is only going to be a a day four pitch and with only you know two and a half days play on it so far yeah so there shouldn't yeah. be too many demons in the surface, but as you say, it's never been simple in this series. And, yeah. and the outfield, just to jump in, is lightning fast. Mm. So you get it through the infield and it is four. It's really fast. It's a, it's a hard play. You saw it with England there and you saw it with Stokes and Wood after tea, after lunch, sorry, yesterday. Once once the boundaries start coming, it's a really hard place to control mm. the, the run rate, I think. So again, that's in England's favour. If they get off to a bit of a flyer, then all the England fans will sort of calm down and be like, oh, this is quite enjoyable, but part of me thinks that that might not be as straightforward as that but yeah, a bit, bit of rain around too yeah yeah well it promised to be dramatic whatever happens so please do join us tomorrow for what is likely to be the last time this test match cheers sports social podcast network